Welcome to the Leaders Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leaders Edge. In this installment of our podcast series with AXA XL, I talk with Stephen Bauman, Global Programs and Captives Director for the Americas. We discuss the unprecedented growth in captives in recent years, new lines forming captives that haven't before, and how captives play a role in risk management and transfer for systemic risk. I hope you enjoy this deep dive on captives. I am here with Stephen Bauman, Global Programs and Captives Director for the Americas for AXA XL. Welcome. Thank you, Sandy. Great to be with you. Excited to have you here on this Friday afternoon. Yes. Uh, we are going to talk all about captives, but I think maybe just for those of our listeners who aren't completely familiar with this type of, of product, why don't you go through just a, a quick overview of it and sort of any you know current products that you're seeing in the captives area? Yeah, sure. You know, a very basic, you know, uh, a, a captive is an insurance company owned by the insured themselves. And uh, the, the basic premise is it's it's for self-reliance, you know, mm -hmm. and self-resiliency. And uh, it's a formal way of self-insuring themselves. Uh, and they're very much for the long-term risk management. And um, I like to keep it simple when it comes to captives and simple in that there's really two different kinds of captives, basically, fundamentally. Mm -hmm. There's the single owner captive. And then there's the group owned captive, you know, so as, as represented in the name, the single parent captive, single owner captive only has one owner. And likewise, the group has several owners, two or more, could be dozens, could be hundreds. Mm -hmm. so and those, those can look very different, right, as we get into some of the more creative solutions out there. Yeah, you know, I, like I said, I like to keep it simple, but it does get very complicated. You know, there's a lot of different names for kind of the same entities, depending on what domicile you're in, what part of the world you're in, and who's who's using them. Like, I, you know, you'll hear me refer to like a single owner captive as a single parent captive, because that's kind of when I started in the industry 35 years ago. That was it. Since then, you know, there's been a lot of more names. There's, you know, single parent, single owner. There's pure captive, um, you know. A lot of different domiciles, different names, but you know, fundamentally, there's two separate, single and and group. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk about the current market. You you've mentioned unprecedented growth in captives right now. Tell us what you're seeing, and then what do you think is driving it? Yeah, there. You know, I I, I say there's there's growth, growth, and more growth. You know, <laughs> and breaking down the three growths, um, triple growth, right? So, uh, first is the um, the number of new captives. So new captive formations over the last four years has been unprecedented, you know, in, in the, you know, 60 plus years of, of captive utilization. Um, so in the last four years, exponential growth, um, you know, one year, I, I think it was 2001 was more than, you know, record breaking in 2020. And, you know, so just exponentially uh, increase in the last four years. Um, and, and and with that, you know, so that's that's growth number one. Mm -hmm. With that is the number of lines of insurance going into captives um, has significantly grown, you know, in the last 10 years. Wow. Uh, you know, I would say now that there is probably not a line of insurance that doesn't go into captives. You know, there used to be kind of some third rails, you know, historically, but now every line of business is going into captives. So that's kind of, you know, growth number two. And growth number three is is just the premium dollars, uh, premium dollars and and other currencies around the world, whatever you want to put, you know, whatever currency you're working in, 
the growth in premiums has increased significantly as well. So that's the kind of triple growth scenario that we're looking at. You know, just more captives around the world, more uh, insurance using captives, and you know, a lot more brokers and consultants, you know, working with their clients and their insurance carriers around captive utilization. So, can you point to anything in particular that you think first maybe might be driving that? you know, the current sort of few year boom of new captives, but also how you've seen over the longer term different lines entering the captive arena? Yes. So, you know, I, th I think it, it, it kind of comes back to, you know, being kind of, you know, resilient, you know, like a self-resiliency. And, and that's what captives provides, you know. So I think, you know, for any size company, that's their thought process. Um, and it's long-term commitment towards risk management, right? And and just a better way of handling your losses. So I think, you know, from kind of a, a technical look at risk management, I think it provides that solution that is long-term and endures with companies and corporations over time. Um, you know, I think, you know, just practically now, you know, we, we mentioned there's a lot of different type of captives now, you know, there's two fundamental, but, you know, there's different nuances to single parent captives. Um, and, and what that has allowed, like cell captive, for instance, cell captive is like a single parent captive on training wheels. You know, it's kind of, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a good way for smaller companies to start. It's 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 less costly. It's easier to get in and easier to get out of. And so they use that cell captive to start the captive process to to get the captive experience. If they're not like a mega corporation, you know, I mean, it used to be, you know, captives. You know, when I started many years ago, was only for the biggest corporations. But but now the, it's trickled down the food chain. There's so many more companies using captives. You know, you don't need over a million dollars to use a captive anymore, you know, and a million dollars in premium. It's trickled down a lot lower. And so I think that has just, you know, allowed for just the, the vast expansion of the industry uh, to, to, you know, have the captive experience. And, you know, I think it's, um, it, it's a long-term commitment towards risk management. I think people like that. Do you think business owners of maybe not just the large publicly traded companies, but do you think more smaller companies are becoming more aware of risk management and the need for a more sustainable sort of viewpoint? I, I definitely think that, you know, I, I think it's, you know, and so that that's a little bit of the science of risk management, you know, um, you know, risks, you know, there's no shortage of risk, actually, risks are growing around the world, right? So that, that there's a need for a longer term view of how, how any company, whether it be small or big, is going to handle their risk. So it's always better, you know, more efficient planning to think of the long term. And when you think of long term and you think of risk management, I mean, captives fits in that long term scenario for for risk uh, mitigation and long term planning for for, for losses uh, so well, whether it's a big company or a small company. All right. You also mentioned new lines going into captives that you've never seen before. Um, earlier in our conversation, you talked about uh, DNO when we were talking before this. Can you talk about that a little bit and and some of those new business lines going and what might be driving that? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, like I said, I, I started in the in the captive business in in 30 over 35 years ago. I hate to admit that, but yes. <laughs> um, so, but 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 with that, you know, and back then, you know, they they were like the, a new thing. They were very entrepreneurial. But now I look at I look at it now. Captives are are more innovative and more entrepreneurial than they've ever been, you know. And and it's now a mature industry. 
And, and so I think that that's so exciting to, to be a part of, uh, as well as, you know, like you mentioned, the new stuff that I've worked on. Um, the first time this year, uh, I've worked on a Dino program that utilized a captive, you know, and so, I, but I've been doing this for 35 years. I've never worked on a yeah. Dino program, but we had a, we had a motivated client. We had, we had great underwriters that wanted to do that and we got it done. Now, you, you, companies do it very measured and it's got to be, you know, very well thought out, which we did and, but we got it done. So, you know, stuff like that is just so exciting and and that's that's in a line of coverage that's been around for you know forever you know DNO yeah. so so exciting to see that uh, that kind of growth. Do you know what what might be happening at the business level where uh, business owners are thinking you know someone their DNO policy policy they can't get what they need in a traditional space so what might be driving that move to captive in that area? Yeah, I I think they they may be getting it, you know, from from carriers like ourselves, but but it, it comes back to that, you know, long-term thinking and, and being self-reliant, you know. They 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 have it if they, you know this client had a captive, right? And so and they've used this captive over decades mm-hmm. for for many different things. And so th- that has allowed them to build up a capital and surplus in there that gives them the wherewithal to just take more risk and more risk and more risk. And so I think that, you know, I think captives have have kind of grown themselves into the C-suite of corporations mm-hmm. that they've they, they've built up a lot of confidence over the years now, right? So so why not? You know why not yeah. put you know more and more risks in there and you know and and you know that was just you know Dino was you know is a risk that the, you know every company's buying, um, but there's other stuff going into captives as well. You know whether it be warranty programs, whether it be helping out. You know, um, with with third party risks and and risks of suppliers and contractors, and you know the 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 it's really endless. You know the the where a captive can go, and I think um, you know with with all the years of positive experience of captive utilization, I think more and more corporations are exploring all the possibilities. Okay, so in the name of you know self resilience and long-term risk management. We, we've talked in the past about some of these more challenging risks that are hard to cover when they have extreme loss possibilities like cyber, like certain NatCat. Um, can you talk about captives as a, a solution or a partial solution as part of a creative solution for systemic risk? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, systemic risks, um, so I guess based on that definition, they're all over the place and they're 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 massive, right? They're big, right? But if if you kind of narrow it down to just you know the basic distribution of risk, you know, is what insurance is and is what captives are involved in as well. Um, if you start to break down the risk in smaller entities, you, everybody can better better handle it collectively. Right. So so I think that's what's happening, you know, with captive utilization and risks that, you know, are systemic cyber or, or nat cat, some nat cat uh, is called systemic as well. Um, but for 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 an insured to kind of, you know, bring it down to, you know, well, what affects them? How can mm-hmm. they help the, the, the bigger cause? Well, it's OK. It's it's taken more of their own risk and it's taken that in a very systematic way, uh, a very measured way in their own captive. You know, so so it's 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 a treacherous systemic risk if if it's all in one place and on one entity. But mm-hmm. when you when you when you start to break it all up, 
you know, and, and so not only to insurance companies around the world, but also to, you know, the, the thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of, of captive entities around the world, it becomes more manageable. And so I think you're seeing captives because there are so many now in the world and in the marketplace. I think you're seeing them diffuse all this, you know, what we call systemic risk. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a further distribution of the risk uh, handled in a long-term manner. Mm-hmm. And it, you ha- you are seeing it play out maybe potentially a little bit like, for example, in cyber where, you know, the premium increases have started to sort of settle down and, and there is capacity out there because a lot of it is being sort of taken off into, you know, excess and surplus lines and, and other markets where, you could sort of, you know, I'm sure captives play a role in that. Yeah, I mean, ca- captives, you know, captives bring in, you know, whether it be cyber or any anything else, the captives, captives automatically bring in a potential capacity to cover risk, right? So th- there's no doubt when 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 prices start to go up, captive utilization starts to go up as well, right? Mm-hmm. And because you know it's okay, it gets more difficult in the marketplace. Maybe the, if the capacity in the marketplace shrinks, you know, captives kind of kind of step in with their capacity and take and take, you know, the higher pricing into their captive. Um, you know, when it's advantageous for, you know, corporations maybe to shop around a bit more for insurance. Well, they, you know, they, they take that latitude and they do that. Maybe they cut back on their captive a bit. But one of the, one of the, the I guess the, the things with captives, though, is once a corporation owns it, they want to use it. Mm-hmm. Right. So say they, they want to use their captive. So they will find ways to use it. And, you know, as things tick up a little bit in premiums, I think you're going to see captive utilization continue to tick up um, in in that area, in those areas as well. Mm -hmm. Well, Stephen, this has been fascinating to talk about and watching the this marketplace is is really interesting. Um, Any final thoughts for our listeners on on captives? Yeah, you know, I think there's so many areas for captives to play. I think the, the, you know, the advice is to to get some good partners that can that can help kind of, you know, expand your captive utilization. Um, You know, there's a a lot of great things going on in the marketplace, and I think it's a great time for captives. And the the future is is certainly uh, very bright for captive utilization. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. It's been great. All right. Thanks. Thanks for having me. That was Stephen Bauman, Global Programs and Captives Director for the Americas for AXA XL. For more in our AXA XL podcast series, go to leadersedge.com.